0: Hello, and welcome to the Billy Sears Club. I'm Caleb Clark.
1: And I'm Caroline Welch.
0: Today we've got two lovely albums for you folks. We've got Car Wheels on a Gravel Road by Lucinda Williams and Other Worlds, Other Sounds by Esquivel. Uh, Caroline, how about you start us off with a little bit about Lucinda there?
1: Alrighty, thanks so much, mate. So, um, the Car Wheels on a Gravel Road is technically Lucinda's fifth studio album. Um, American singer-songwriter Cinder Williams Um, but this was the album that sort of got her into the mainstream Um, you know scored on some charts and everything kind of got her out in the public ear if you will Um, was voted as the best album of 1998 in the Village of Voices jazz and pop critique Um, Rolling Stones, Top 500 all that kind of stuff so this is been classified as like Americana or alt country, although uh Lucinda herself is quoted as saying that uh, Americana didn't exist until two thousand two when the uh Americana Hall of Fame or whatnot was founded. Uh so that's some fun shirt <laughs> yeah or yeah. But anyway, this um album kinda of sets out um her signature sound, which they the songs on this are all originals except for two, which is Can't Let Go and Still I Long for Your Kiss. Uh, the latter was perfect. And kind of has a mix of like country, some some pop feel a little bit, some blues, some like folk. It's a little grungier. It tends to be a little more um, beat-driven and not super balladsy or whatever. Like pure new folk or whatever often sounds like. Uh, but I think this is just a really fun album because like I love nineties grunge, I love folk, I love country, and this kind of blends it all together and I think it's a really fun listen. Yeah, so definitely. yeah, what did, what did you think listening through to this?
0: Yeah, it's a really pleasant album. Like uh, Lucinda has this real clear presence as, you know, sort of the slightly angsty, world weary songwriter who's got all these ballads in her heart about like these memorable, unfortunate characters and like her broken heart, and it's just this very vivid, you know, sort of out west open spaces type feel to it. It's a really nice time. It's really pleasant. It was good driving music, I would say.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah let's get into it. Uh absolutely. See. Yeah, what were your favorite songs from the album?
1: Oh, man. I have a lot of favorites from this album, not gonna lie. I feel like, generalizing, I probably like the first half of the album best. <laughs> um, like, not as as a part, but, you know, all the pieces going into there. Um... I really like the clear stories of a lot of those songs. Um, "Drunken Angel," one of my one of my favorites. It's a really uh kind of like this like whining like very memorable song, which is actually um about one of her friends who was also a singer songwriter, uh, Blaze Foley, who got shot and killed in a bar fight. And she wrote this oh, song. He was a very distinctive kind of personality. There's the one line about uh your duck tape shoes and all this, because he uh, yeah. kind of dressed like a you know, homeless person and all that. Um and uh there's another song by I believe Towns van Vant van, Towns Van Vant, uh who wrote a song called Blaze's Blues, which is also about Blaze. Um so I think that's cool. It's always neat when there's stories that are uh, related to a very distinct moment because all of these are drawing from her experience, obviously. Like Lake Charles um, is where she grew up, so that song is about her experiences there. But Drunken Angel I think is really cool because it's got that very concrete story, you know, and like all the details really make it pop, and I think that's just great. Yeah.
0: That was definitely one of my favorites, too. Like, It's just such a vivid portrait. The yeah. Emotional angst and pain behind it. I didn't know that about it being about this guy. That is a really, it's, it makes it a lot sadder to listen to. Yeah,
1: but, it really does.
0: Yeah, i done some reading. I knew Lake Charles was definitely about another or someone postulated that was also about someone she knew who died. So it's like,
1: a lot of yeah. death. Yeah, yeah. Lake Charles is such an interesting song because I love the play back and forth in sort of the lyrics and the chorus of this guy who you know wanted to be from Lake Charles but he's actually not. He was raised in he's Texas and so you have kind of these almost like parallel stories that don't quite fit with each other. Such an interesting storytelling um, technique. Yeah. Um, And it has specific place names, and something about that I am such a sucker for. It's probably the country music fan in me, but like you drop place names, and I'm like, yeah, I know that. I've been there. Let's go. That's awesome. (laughs) So I just think that's really fun. Like my grandpa, you know, grew up like Lake Charles, so it's just it's great stuff there.
0: How many of these? How many of the places that she mentions do you think you've been to? Like.
1: Most yes. of it is because I do. I mean, like I said, I have family out East Texas, Louisiana area, so that's kind of where she grew up and where a lot of this uh, uh, locality is grounded. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think the other song that was really good on here was uh, Can't Let Go because the beat was really twangy and it, the lyrics were all sort of like clinging and it was all just a very sassy feel to it. I really like that.
1: It just, yeah. yeah, it's that's such a raw song. Like, <laughs> there's there like there's several songs here that are kind of breakup songs, and, and like that's that's fine. You gotta have a couple of those to sell albums, but this one feels very real. Um, <laughs> oh, kind of with the twangy like, give up my heart. Oh, this feels very real to me. Um, (laughs) and I think that's well done
0: that was definitely good
1: like incidentally I think Can't Let Go is a good example of kind of this a little bit harsher sound like very twangy it's got a lot of quality to it just in the vocals and the guitar and everything Um, Joy my least favorite Tracking this album really? is too, it just sort of grates, I guess. It's very harsh, and maybe that's just lyrically. I'm like, mm, This is like not a healthy relationship. Y'all, y'all, help me to get your life together. Like, she's so angry, and it just comes out in all the instrumentals and the vocals, and it's just so unpleasant. I don't I I don't know if you have a counter argument.
0: Oh, I I pretty much like it because of those reasons. Like because the well, riff, hey, is... there you go. <laughs> yeah, just because like that riff is so raw and bluesy and it's just the intensity of emotion. I I, I won't argue like I won't be like, you know, this is actually a you know, a model for a proper courtship. No, this is this is toxic, but I don't know. I it was really memorable and like Hit hard, but I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that.
1: No, that's fair, that's fair. We'll always get to yeah. hear both sides, right?
0: Yeah. Centrism. Saving America.
1: <laughs> Let's go. Yup. Yup.
0: Any others that you uh, didn't particularly like, or? Oh. Uh, not really,
1: I mean... I'm not much of a track skipper. So I'd skip Joy. And that's it. The rest I'll listen to, you know? Um, yeah. Like, you know, personal listen, not perfect for the show, obviously. Um, I don't I mean, I guess mentioning the uh, title track is pretty good. Like, honestly, I don't feel like it's overpoweringly better than the other tracks, which is kind of a good sign. Because you you know this like you listen to an album and the title track is super good and the rest of them are kind of just like backup singers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think Carwell's on a gravel road, the track is solid. It's definitely not a happy song. Seems to be kind of a story of not a great home situation and everything, and these very um, cleared details and stuff sort of setting the scene with this very like kind of bluesy americana feel i guess
0: yeah i thought the title track was pretty good like had a, a lot of it seemed to be yeah like you say it's like sort of a lot of different details about the setting that are building up into this sadder larger narrative that like a like you say of Americana and a, generally a good earthy tone. Yeah, like that. yeah. I will be, I will be honest. Since you mentioned like preferring the front half, I honestly like. Do you think I prefer the back half, personally? Like, it's because mm-hmm. like it amps up so much around, we can't let go. Hmm. Like, I don't know. That's just a random observation.
1: Oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about any sort of focus front half? Like, yeah. what oh, made yeah, it pop for yeah. you?
0: We we've, we've talked about several from the back half the, what uh, the other big favorites like the top ones other ones being Drunken Angel, Can't Let Go and Joy. My other big one will probably be Still I Long for Your Kiss just because that was the one that was a little bit more a feel because it's like a some pageantry and it's a, sort of like a more of a traditional torch song that she still yeah. pulls off really. She still pulls it off really well and being all you know rootsy. So that was, mm-hmm. like, a nice little interplay there. Sort of switched up, and I was like, oh.
1: Yeah, for one. sure. No, that is well done. I agree. I think, like, her vocals on all these songs are very appropriate, I think. She's got that good. Yeah. Not, not too smooth of a voice, you know, very folksy. Yeah.
0: yeah it's very... It would fit really well into like more of a rock album as much or like a harder rock band as much as it would like a country.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're right.
0: Speaking of rock, since the 90s was a time for irony, of course, we it was the too cool to be forgotten except it's spelled with the letters as numbers and cool is spelled with a K.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Of cheesiness going on there.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it's a funny song too because it makes me think of these really like people trying to be hip, but it, <laughs> you know, and the song's about like somebody who maybe thinks a little too highly of themselves. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a clever little bit of irony there. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's one of those really great songs about you know, very sort of Gen X rock songs about, you know, people, you know, just sort of, instead of, you know, being hyped up and awesome, like, you know, be mundane and actually a little bit, yeah, a little bit lame, a little bit corny, but, you know, it still flips around to being memorable because they just got their quirks. I think some of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh.
0: First track, the, I right don't time... I wasn't as sure as that one, so I don't want to hear your thoughts. Because it seemed like the beat was nice, but like I didn't get where the verse and chorus connected, because the verses were all like, basically, you're gone, and I'm just waiting around, but the chorus is like, you know, we're in sync, baby, we're in love. I I wasn't sure. Is it is it like a, you were meant for me type thing? Or the chorus is denial, or what do you think?
1: This is this is just my take. But I sort of put it with um like can't let go and still along for your kiss and stuff where it's kind of like pull and take, like contrasting, like, well, it's kinda of gone, but mm, I kinda of want it to not be gone. Um sort of the different stories you're telling yourself, I guess. But it I, I do agree with you that it's not entirely clear. It's a little a
0: little ambiguous there. Yeah. Uh, any other Any other ones you wanted to point out? I, I think we
1: gave a good overview of the album, yeah. Mm. Pretty good listen.
0: Yeah, it's a really solid album if you're looking for that sort of more, you know, uh, stripped down country rock feel. If you like uh, previous albums, if you like the Emmylou Harris or the 16 Horsepower and Wolverham stuff, you'll probably also like this. That same general sphere, yeah. Sort of build up our Billy really Shears Club universe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, uh, are you ready for the next?
1: Ready when you are.
0: All right. Well, stay tuned, folks. And next, you'll get to hear about other worlds, other sounds. <laughs>